Well, hello, friend. I almost didn't see you come in. Why don't you pull up a chair and uh, grab a drink? We were just in the middle of talking about the United Nations and its nefarious Agenda 21 and 2030 uh, plans for the world. And when I say uh, in the middle of talking about, I literally mean we were in the middle of talking about it. That's because this is part two of our discussion around the United Nations. Uh, we just had too much content and had to split it up into two because I guess we're a couple of guys who just like to talk once we get talking. So hopefully you enjoy what we've got coming at you this time around. And hopefully it, it makes for a more complete listening experience after you've paired it with part one. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the other side. The truth is out there, but these two goofballs aren't likely to find it. You're listening to Half Cut Conspiracies. Trillions of appliances hooked into the 5G monitoring system, Internet of Things. What is it? Internet of Things? Have you not is heard that... of the Internet of Things? No, what's the Internet of Things? <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go. We're gonna enter one of my pet peeves. The Internet of Things is, first of all, one of the stupidest names of all time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, the Internet of Things is the Internet. <laughs> but, but why did I add so many words? So, after okay. It? Uh, if you've got like a smart refrigerator. Okay. Yeah. Um, and a smart. Thermostat. Thermostat. Okay. Those are part of the Internet of Things. Okay. They use the same Internet as everything else. Yeah, it's not a separate system. It's, it's not, not a separate Internet of, of things. things. It's just the Internet. Okay, exactly. all right, gotcha. Okay. Um, that is stupid. Yes. It's so <laughs> dumb. I fucking hate the Internet of Things. But I also love the idea of, like, smart devices. Uh, Government-raised children... Which I think, I could like be wrong on this, but I, kids? I think... Hmm? Like foster kids? <laughs> well, that's sort of what it sounds like. The government are going to like steal all your kids. And I think it's just government paid for childcare. Oh. Is probably what that is. So if that's what that is, Which that's a I good kinda thing. Like. I kind of like. I think NBC, we've got the $10, um, $10 childcare thing. I don't know if it's universal. I think there's some childcare locations that offer that, but it's... Oh, I guess if they're registered with the government. Yeah. Because it's probably the government that's subsidizing the rest of they it. Get yeah. The $10, yeah. Yeah. So if they've been vaccinated and microchipped. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Government owned and controlled schools, colleges, and universities. Doesn't the government already control our schools? Uh, the K to 12, they do have, uh, like, they, they have the majority of them. Yeah. But there are some private ones. And then colleges and universities are. For profit, yeah. usually. But that's in Canada. In the States, there's a lot of, like, charter schools and private schools. Right. Yeah, so I, th I feel like... schools. Yeah, so I feel like that one is um, a third of the way there in Canada. Yeah. But in other countries, it may not be. Like, there, mm. a lot of them could be privately run. For sure. And for profit. And I'm not saying... Profit's bad. 
Well, no, I'm not saying that for-profit is bad because I think when you are competing for money, it forces you to try harder. But I think the problem is, is when you take that mentality of money is the, the greatest thing and you need to start doing things for cheaper to make more money. I think capitalism is bad, but I think for-profit isn't, if that so, makes sense. Um, I am reminded of something as you talk about this. Have you ever seen the film The Corporation? No, but I've heard of it. Okay. You should watch it. It's really good. It also reminds me that um, the Camelot's Film Society is going to be putting on the sequel, which is called something like The New Corporation, in November. Basically, the, the, the original corporation was about, it was a documentary about how legally corporations are treated as people. But also, if a person ever behaved as a corporation did, they would be considered a sociopath. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, like, I had no idea until the, the KFS advertised it that there was a sequel. Like, when I first saw the poster, it was so similar to the original. I was like, yeah. oh, they're playing the original. How quick? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and, like, the tagline of the sequel was something like, you know, we didn't want to have to make one, but we did. <laughs> Uh, where are we at? Uh, oh, the end of private transportation, owning cars, etc. I I don't see this as something that it could possibly be forced by um, Agenda 21. I do see that in, in the idea of like global sus- sustainability, that might mm-hmm. be something they would recommend and the whole idea of downsizing. So going to like public transit versus public transit. your own exactly. vehicle. Yeah. Take the bus, take the user bike. I, all of these things. Honestly, depending on where you are, like here in in where we live, it, we don't have the best transit to get nope. you from A to B in a timely fashion. Well, okay, but, what I would say is we we do have, you can get from A to B in a timely fashion. You can't get to A to C in a timely fashion. Okay. As soon as there is a transfer involved, mm. you're fucked. Okay. Because uh, I, when I was unemployed, I used transit a lot. And so what would happen is more often than not, like I would, my, like if I had to go from like from the North Shore to downtown, all that matters is when does the North Shore bus come, mm-hmm. right? I take it, I get downtown. But if I then need to go up to Aberdeen, I have to make sure that I get downtown in time to catch that other bus mm-hmm. that goes up to Aberdeen. And if I'm out by five minutes, if I'm yeah. out by one minute, now I'm waiting there for another 15 to 20 minutes before the next bus comes. If you go to um, bigger metropolitan places like vancouver yeah they have a system in place yeah. where yeah if you need to go greater distances you just you get on the sky train and it gets you there in minutes versus you know an hour and so i feel like depending on where you are i think calgary has something or one of them has some some sort of rapid transit toronto has the subway um, so, yeah, when you go to the bigger cities that have the population to be able to afford that infrastructure, yes, I I agree. Like, it's it would be stupid to own a vehicle in Vancouver if you're just going to the main areas. Yeah, yeah. once you leave the, you know, the city centers and you're, you're going to rural areas, yeah, you're going to need some sort of tr- your own private transit or you need to plan better. Or, the, or, or they need to improve transit in those areas. Yeah. Like that's the other direction, right? Yeah. And I can understand, too, that like there is a certain amount of relinquishing control when you go to public transport. Like, if I want to go and get a cheeseburger right now, I can get in my car, I can drive to McDonald's, I can get a cheeseburger and go home. 
if I want to get a cheeseburger by bus, it means I got to go wait for the bus. Da, 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 da. And it is. It's by the time you get there, you're starving and dead. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but then we've got to skip the dishes now. We, they can bring cheeseburgers to me. Like there's no. I was just gonna say no, that. There's like, no. There's no longer a McDonald's barrier. What if we took all like private transportation off the road and they went public? But now everyone's already turning to those um, door delivery whatever systems. Yeah. So if those vehicles were allowed on the road and now because they're getting more business, they don't charge for deliveries. Oh. Now it's more convenient. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying, everyone, go public transit. Man, if I can get like a quarter pounder anytime with without any delivery fee, I'm in. I just signed up for DoorDash. We have three deliveries for free. So nice. what do you want to order? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny you should mention that because I think, was it last time or the time before mm-hmm. we were discussing Uber Eats? <laughs> yeah, and I still have my meal waiting in fucking Vancouver. <laughs> okay. Um, oh. <laughs> All businesses owned by government slash corporations. I, I don't even know what that means. Well, all made, I mean, corporate, we go back to corporations. Corporations own, there's a very select few corporations that own the are the umbrella. Of yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There are the private companies that do their own thing, but chances are they rely on one of those other corporations to supply them with their goods that they sell uh, or even the raw goods that they use in their main ones. And let me say too, that like if we were to consider half gut conspiracies, like a small business, let's say uh, Disney wanted to come and buy us for a million dollars. Yeah. We're right. We we would consider that. We would consider that. So we're not opposed to corporations owning businesses. If the government, well, here's the thing though. It's when you are the owner of that business that can capitalize on that and make money from that sale. Yes, it's awesome. When you are the end user who then has to either give up some of their either information or actual money, yeah, or then it's or less like, enticing. I've, I've heard in the next version of Windows, you will going to have to get a vaccine with a microchip in it in order to complete the end user license agreement. And that's why I As use Apple. Bill Gates. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. why I am an Apple. Are uh, you lucked out? Yeah, supporting a platform whose creator died tragically of yep. cancer. And that he's he tried not. To defeat by I, you don't see him in any conspiracies. You trying do. to Ooh. get. Uh, microchips in me. That's true. Yeah. That is very true. He might be in other ones, but not in that one. Ready to go, Steve Jobs. My body's safe. The restriction of non-essential air travel. Um, so, okay. let's, let's focus on, on I think, what the real important word here is. Mm. Restriction. Mm-hmm. We're not saying we're blocking out non-essential air travel. Like, if you just want to recreationally go to Florida, fuck you, you can drive there. Yeah, and it's nope. air travel only. We're just going to make it, we're just going to restrict it. And you know what? I'm pretty sure as I understand the whole like global fucking uh, outpouring of carbon shit fuck. Carbon shit fuck is a thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like the internet of things. <laughs> carbon shit fuck. Like minimizing air travel is a benefit as far as like the shit that we're pew pewing into the air. Yeah, I. This one's tough for me because I. I know you travel everywhere. You're I do. I tra- move. I travel a lot, and I see. I'm somebody who would much rather have experiences 
and memories over physical items and gifts. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I would rather go on a trip to see other parts of the world because the world is huge. It's, yeah. it's, it's a big place and where we live is just a small corner of it. Yeah. And even though the world is round and there's no corners on the globe, but mm. did you just confirm I, flat earth theory? Oh my gosh. That's another episode. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I would not want it restricted in a way I'd be okay if they limited the times that we could travel places because fine, I'll work around that. But if they were basically like, what is your purpose of travel? Is it business or pleasure? And you were like, pleasure. And they were like, go home. Then that would suck. Like if it had to, if they were limiting. Suck my dick. That's pleasure for you. <laughs> yeah. But if they were restricting it in a way where you couldn't go there unless it was for some type yeah, of no, I, business. I didn't, yeah. Um, so I guess, so the first thing I'll say is that we've got to remember that these are like agenda 21 conspiracy theories, right? And so- Odds are what is actually contained in Agenda 21 is this just the notion that we should try to reduce air travel mm. as an overall sense. And I agree with that, yes. Um, I would also throw out the idea that, like, once we get autonomous cars, self-driving cars, the, the scope of travel is going, I think, to be very different. Can they travel over the ocean? That's what planes are good for. <laughs> this is where the restriction of non-essential air travel comes from. Uh, like, yeah, like, I... So here's the thing. Like, if you can fly to Nevada, no oceans involved. Or you can get in your self-driving car that's got a nice comfy sofa in the back. Got an Xbox Series X. You get your smartphone. You got, I don't know, like a, a robot sex slave next to you. Okay. For like a nice two-day journey. That's the, you, right there. So now you have to, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but now you have to shift people's concept of yep, you do. traveling. Because let's say I would normally have, I have 15 days a year to take off for holidays. So what I would normally do now is I would um, take three days vacation to go to Las Vegas because I could fly there in, you know, a few hours spend a couple days there, and then fly back. But, but let's also remember, too, though, you've now got a UBI. Well, there, So yes. you've got more money in the bank for this trip. Well, but So you could justify a longer trip. Only if you're not making the money, like if you're below that threshold. So if you're okay, above that threshold... But if you're above that threshold, you can still afford the two-day trip. Yeah, I'm not saying I can't afford it, but I'm just saying is now I would allot three days to Vegas... Whereas in that, that version of traveling, I would have to allot basically a week, but I would have to shift my mentality to now the trip isn't just the destination. It's, it's the journey. It's the journey. And it always should be the journey, dude. Yes. I, and I'm not arguing. And that's why, I, that's why I prefaced it with <laughs> saying we would have to shift people's mentality yeah. of traveling. It, but yeah, not I mean, just, anytime there's a change, you have to shift people's mentality. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I do like that idea because it forces people to focus on living life rather than just waiting to get to the destination and enjoying Dude, it at nice the end. Said. Yeah. So, I yeah, I think that's a good thing. 
uh, with the caveat of however it's implemented. Yeah, no, I just I want to be in the in the back of my. Uh, yeah, I think if you have my, my self-driving in your car, self-driving my car, sex robot, yeah. my Xbox Series X. Did I say sex slave? I meant sex robot. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Oops. I don't Oops. like sex slave. I don't know. We haven't gotten to the sex slave part of this list. I'm <laughs> yeah, sure it's on there. Yeah. I'm jumping ahead. Oops. The, uh, the, UN, the UN sends you a sex slave once you've gotten your, <laughs> once you've gotten your microchip. Okay, this is a weird one. Human beings concentrated into human settlement zones, but then, comma, cities. <laughs> So, so what we have now? So like our cities, cities really are human settlement zones, right? Yeah. Right. What? So yeah. What so like, but like, is that getting at where people can't just live off grid? Is it basically picking on those few people? Maybe. That... Yeah, it could be it. I I understand where they're coming from on a green living um, efficiency area yeah but yeah that's weird because cities are exactly that and we do that already so yeah. i guess if it's making it illegal for people to just not to live in a city yeah the Where end of irrigation well, i just put irrigation at my house it's over oh damn <laughs> i gotta take it all out um i what do you mean do i don't I... know that's all it says Again, this is probably connected to like the Agenda Twenty One having specific ideas about how to properly use your land, which maybe works against yeah, but common it, irrigation practices. Okay, so the stupid thing is, is, I've got like the underground irrigation sprinkler system, and it's more efficient than if I were to just or to, oh or. But is it more efficient than if the UN did it for you? No, but do they mean the end of irrigation? Meaning like nobody has lawns. You've got dirt or rock. Like you don't get well, to water I your know. lawn. I didn't make this list. Well, you're reading it, so no. Literally, it. all <laughs> it says is the end of irrigation. Maybe I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna interpret it that way. Okay. Of like, you can't irrigate your lawn. No. Nope. Like we need to conserve water. Yep. And so I feel like you either have rocks, cement, or dirt with yep. weeds, and that's it. You, oh yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And in that case, I don't know. I like lawn. Can I have a pond? No, because it's got water. But it's it's self-sustaining water, isn't it? No. Like, uh, if we, I, like I have a pond with a fountain that just circulates. Yeah, but it evaporates, and then you got to fill it up again. Fuck, you're right. What if yeah. I pee in it? What if I have a pee pond? I mean, you could have a pee pond. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you just wouldn't need a toilet. That would actually probably be... Exactly. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> There you it's go. totally sustainable. I want <laughs> Everyone's a pee pond. Everyone could just like irrigate their lawn with their urine. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the end of private farms and grazing livestock. Um. Again, it goes back to if you have privately owned things without that corporate greed. Or capitalistic mentality, it's a. I feel like is a good thing because then it forces people to do better. Because mm -hmm. if you have, if if you took two competing businesses and you took the greed out of out of those businesses, like that were trying to capitalize on making the most, I feel like they would be competing against each other to try and make the best product for people. Yeah. Rather than trying to make the cheapest product that could pass 
and make the most money for them. So, I don't know. I don't like everything going um, public. I think there's there's still a, a space for private ownership, but I think we do need to change mindsets on capitalism. And again, I do think in the context of Agenda 21, this does come down to people being afraid that this this document that suggests things being done in a certain way will lead to an enforcement of it being done a certain way, which means the government, i.e. the UN, will own your property and make your livestock graze the way they want to. And here we get to uh, one you mentioned earlier, the end of single-family homes. Yes. Which I can only assume comes because it's the end of the single-family. I'm wondering if... Although it could also be like... Oh, no. Maybe now that the drink is hitting me, maybe it means that you've got not just like how we're in here where there's one family living in just this house. It's more apartments or condos like that style. Which if we we cannot curb um, population growth, that is a necessity. Mm -hmm. That we have to start like this chunk of land, which houses one home could go vertical yeah. and and provide homes for uh. 20, 30, 40, 50 people. And I, I, like, I'm sorry, I, I, it's great to have a lawn and it's great mm. to have your own sort of home within that property. But if there's not enough space for everyone on the planet to live, yeah, that's going to have to go. You know where there is space? Mm, space. Well, that, but also Garbage Island. Nobody is living there right now. I think we should invest in real estate there. Yeah. What if we built our own island of garbage, though? Like, we didn't use that one. Why not that one? Do you, do you remember, like, fuck, this is probably like 10 years ago now. Um, there was, like, a group that was trying to, like, why have you even been, like, I can't remember if it was the Pirate Bay that was trying to do this or if it was, like, a company or a group that was trying to encourage the Pirate Bay to come where they were. They were trying to create, like, this 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 nation outside of nations in the ocean and they were going to house the pirate bay servers that were outside of the reach of any fucking oh. law of any country it's like being a pirate but without a ship like yeah you've created your own island is essentially what yeah. it was i'd be down for that i just don't know if i want to live on garbage i mean you put something down so you don't smell anything <laughs> you're not you're not laying directly on the garbage when you put <laughs> no, it down right you put a blanket you got layers yeah We've got three left here. Restricted land use that serves human needs. Which, okay. Like farms. So there's two ways of looking at this. We've got land use that's restricted. This land previously served human needs, and now it doesn't. Mm. Or we have land use that is restricted in order to better serve human needs. And given that this is Agenda 21, I'm going to assume it's the latter. And I'm going to assume that like what we're saying is like we're restricting land use... To better serve yeah, human needs. So it ha- yeah, whatever you're using the land for has to serve a purpose for the human needs. Yeah. Um, and I'm for that. Yeah. I think that's good. I The only thing that's coming to mind right now that is with the, the Trump presidency, I think he did something with their water rights where it gave... It basically any of like the national parks um, lost their water rights use or something, so that corporations could get in there. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, so, all over water. Yeah, so I like I really support it if it would stop that. Yeah, 
because I've heard a lot of stories of like Nestle like paying a dollar for thousands of liters of water yeah. and then they charge like so much like two dollars for a bottle. I don't like that. No fuck Nestle. Ugh. The ban of natural non-synthetic drugs and naturopathic medicine. Um, so first of all, a big fan of marijuana. I'm not going to support a ban of natural non-synthetic drugs. Okay, why? I don't understand why it's non-synthetic. Why is it not just synthetic drugs or what's like non-synthetic? Well, non-synthetic drugs, aren't they the good ones? They're just natural shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm so like I, I am also a big fan of synthetic drugs. As a as a guy who's like big on science, I yeah. actually trust science to be like boop beep, beep 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 boop. Okay, we've invented sure. a drug that does this yeah. thing. Now we're giving it to you, and it does that thing. Whereas, like natural drugs are just like I found this root. I'm going to eat it and see what it does. I think this one feeds right into that um, tracking chip shit. That's why they're banning non or the yeah non synthetic because you can't. It's harder to put a tracking chip in a joint. That's not true, but right. especially now in Canada, with all of our pot now legalized, like they can totally shit shit tracking chips. They can totally put tracking chips in all of our pot now. Yeah, but when you smoke the pot, you don't get the tracking chip in you. Is what I'm saying. They put it in the filter, so it goes. Like, oh, okay. I, I, I do, don't smoke a lot of weed. I so. do. I do cannabis oil, so I would see my tracking uh, chip. That's the thing. Yeah. But, okay. Um. All right, I don't. That one doesn't really make sense to me. It's, I don't see the uh, the benefit or the the downfall of it. I don't know. I think this is probably from people that want to smoke pot in the U.S. where it's not legal, and also people who want to like drink bone broth to cure cancer. Does that work? No, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think so. Oh. Uh, and then finally, the end of fossil fuels. I mean, if we could if we could do that, I think it'd be good, right? Yeah, I think fossil fuels are bad. We know they're bad. The only reason we haven't done a better job of getting rid of them is because it makes a lot of companies a lot of money right yeah. now. Yeah, And it's not that we couldn't... I mean, we've got electric cars that are out right now. We've had... I remember watching a documentary that was called Who Killed the Electric Car? And Who was it? Well, it, there was a few. They talk about all the different things in big oil. So was it was like one, one guy. No, it wasn't was one it, guy. I heard it was Lee Harvey it's, Oswald. Well, I mean, that's one of the speculations. No, um, but there were yeah, there were a bunch of different things that led up to the death of the original electric car yeah. when they first came onto the market, and one of them was big oil. So it's not that we haven't had the technology around to be able to shift away from fossil fuels but we there hasn't think, been as much motivation yes yeah. yeah and that's the thing is that you look at everything that's around us and it's so cheap to produce things for these corporations with the use of fossil fuels so plastics and all that stuff and that's where i think there's not a really big uptake on just finding another alternative. Yeah, there's not a lot of drive. I think there's not a lot of... And the funny thing is, is that years ago, like before technology was as crazy as it is now, 
I'm pretty sure hemp was a big thing that you oh, yeah, could, yeah, yeah. you could use yeah. it for a lot of different things. You could things. build like, an electric car from hemp. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, <laughs> but there was like clothing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like plastic-ish types yeah, I of mean, things the, that you could make from it. The 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 um the way the government came down on like marijuana totally destroyed the hemp industry. Yeah, so if we wanted to do a complete 180 and move to a similar type of uh, fuel source, because I think you could use it in some way extracting oils to get some sort of... like I think there's a, a way of doing that. Uh, fuel source, plastic bags or bags and just in yeah. general, clothing. Like There's ways of getting away from this fossil fuel stuff, but it would require a lot of investment from these corporations who are still getting a lot of money in return for raping the earth right now yeah. with what they've got going on. So yeah, I think that one I would like to see happen yeah. uh, where we, we got rid of the fossil fuels. But I think because there's still so much profit to be made, yeah. uh, unless there's some crazy shift where everyone buys an electric vehicle or starts revolting against the man i'm just waiting for a really cool electric minivan to come out and then i'm on board they've redesigned the cyber truck now i don't think yeah it's not a a a minivan but just your comment made me i might look at it again cyber truck i love the cyber truck i was like look at these unbreakable windows (laughs) i know that was hilarious Uh, yeah, I am, I'm, uh, yeah, this probably, probably shouldn't make the episode, but I am an unashamed minivan fan. I love minivans and, uh, would happily get a, a, I should say happily get a Tesla minivan because I think Elon Musk is a fuckhead and I would rather not support him, but. I remember when we, going on childhood trips with my parents and they had an Aerostar minivan. Okay. Yeah. That thing, you took out the two back seats. You took out the one back seat. You could fit anything in there. I remember one time, we didn't even take out the back seat, and we had a goat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I feel like with my Jeep, I can't even fit, like, two boxes in there. Yeah. I like I don't know what it is, but those minivans, they there's a reason why they were so awesome. See, so yeah, and my thought, like, so in my minivan, I, the back seats, and there are some better than this, but in the, the the back seats, I don't have to take them out; they fold into the floor. Yeah, that's right? technology. That's good. Um, and so my thought with the minivan, it's always about the coming zombie apocalypse. It's like I got one of two options, right? Like I can either have all my seats up, and I can fit seven fucking survivors in my van, or I can have those back seats folded down. I can fit four survivors and also a shit ton of food and supplies in the back. Mm, So, like, the only situation where I've made a bad choice is if there's no zombie apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) And we all know. We all know. It's just a matter of time. It's inevitable, yeah. Okay, we got to quickly swift, swift, switch um, to the Great Reset. Yes, yeah, I have no idea Which what this I've is. Which I've only so. heard about recently. And and so when I first encountered it, it, it came as this, this letter that was being drafted in the Canadian government 
and it was being leaked out by somebody to Facebook. Before before I tell you what was in the letter, I want to say that like since I've Googled it, I've now seen that the Great Reset is just this general term for this concept that we are at a point right now, particularly with COVID-19, as, as we go through these kind of changes, to look at the global economy and make dramatic changes to it. To look at it and say, this is working, this is not working, what can we do differently? And that's essentially all the, the real call for a global reset is. However, there is this conspiracy theory around the global reset calling for a specific thing that is related to the coronavirus. So the idea is in the coming weeks to months, people will be required to receive a vaccine for the coronavirus. One of the things that they will get from this is a universal basic income. So if they get the va- the vaccine, yeah. then okay. They will also have to give up all of their property. Who owns the property? Nobody knows. It's apparently like the the in the in this letter or the whatever it was implied that like Trudeau said something like it'll just be taken care of by the groups that take care of it. Wait, so Trude- which is to say the UN. So this letter has already gone out by our government. No, well, already- no, no, it's leaked by somebody. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Right. All right. Um, so it's like presumably the UN owns it or like whatever the whole point is like we, we don't get to decide. And if you don't take this agreement, then you will be forced into camps and you'll be kept there for weeks or months. And then uh, at a certain point, something happens that changes. But I don't remember that part of the letter. Like to let you out, or they just no. They, something happens to make it worse for you because you haven't oh. yet signed on to the, the the Great Reset. Oh, yeah, and that's the other part of the Great Reset. That's the important part of the Great Reset is that on top of the universal basic income and losing all your property, all your debt is wiped out. Oh man, that's the vital part of the reset. That's the reset part oh, of the reset, God. right? Because they get um, your property that, that but was you worth don't, more you than don't your debt. owe anything anymore. There's no more debt. Debt is wiped out. Globally. Yeah, but everything I own or I owe is just on my property. So then they take that all. Yeah. And then I don't own anything. But you got a vaccine, dude. Probably a microchip in there, too. That is interesting. I, I don't know what else to say about that. It came up again recently. Um, I saw someone on Facebook post a link to this long video from some guy talking about... Uh, some priest who sent a letter, an open letter to Donald Trump about, and I think it had to do with the Great Reset as well, and how like he was trying to warn Donald Trump that this is coming and to watch out for it. <sighs> yeah, I, uh, I, I feel like that one is going to be a tough one to do in that short of a period of time. Having said that, no, no, it's like okay. Look, coronavirus has let really me, let me just break this down up. for you, okay? Uh, hello, Mister Carlo. Hi, Mister Stranger or Todd at my door. <laughs> I, I've come to offer you a vaccine to the coronavirus. Would you like to take it? Um, I don't know if I trust it yet. Well, let me tell you what kind of fascinating features come with this vaccine. 
Not only do you become immune to the novel coronavirus, but also we will wipe out all of your debt. Oh, does this sound interesting now? Yes, Yes. you have my ear. Yes, also, we will now give you a universal basic income. Whoa, where's the dotted line that I signed on? One more thing, also, we now own all your property. Oh, well, I don't have debt. And also, (laughs) if you don't sign this, you will go to the gulag. Here, I will give you my signature now. See, boom. There's um, no time required. Like, just boom, it's done. I feel like in some places that could easily work like that. I feel like in the States, you would have a lot of people shooting those people at your door. <laughs> I don't know. I wonder just... why this theory hasn't taken that into consideration. Yeah. Maybe the States aren't part of the global reset. Maybe. I mean, they're always on their own. Yeah. Yeah. I, Maybe what it'll be is like all everybody else in the world will do the global reset, and then we'll be the peer pressure of the United States. Like, yeah, do it. In everyone America. else is everyone doing else it. Everyone else is doing it. It's yeah. really cool. Um, I don't know. I think out of everything we talked about today, I feel like that global reset one is probably the least likely oh, to God, happen. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, but those other ones on the list. Mm, there was quite a few of them that are already in place in well, and that's certain the areas thing in about some that way. One, I think is that they're all, I shouldn't say all, but the majority of them are adapted probably from what's in Agenda mm-hmm. 21. And there are some where you look at it and, and if you're not, like you can see how there would be a benefit to global sustainability if you went mm-hmm. down that path. And that's all it is. It's like, the, the I think the problem is that is the distinction of a binding to non-binding. Yeah, is that this is a non-binding agreement that's basically just saying, "Hey guys, it'd be really great if you could like lean in this direction." Whereas the 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 conspiracy theorists who look at this look at it as like the United Nations is going to force us to live this way. Yeah, <laughs> the U.S pull out of the UN or they threaten to or some no, of them, like they, they pulled out of the Paris they, one recently. They pulled out of the Paris Accord yeah. uh, and they've, I think they've pulled out of the World Health Organization. Oh, okay. Which so is a fun still... thing to do in the middle of a pandemic. But So they're in the, they're still in the UN then. Yes. Okay. Yeah. For now. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, if I mean... there was four more years of Trump, it would be like, ah, who knows what goes on there. Yeah. Uh, seems unlikely. Do we want to, ooh, can we make the call? Maybe. Maybe can we make the call? Oh, you heard it here first, maybe, in, in three <laughs> maybe weeks. If you yeah. wait two weeks to get yeah. to election news. <laughs> to all of you people who are waiting for our official call on the election results. <laughs> we'll see you in seven weeks. Yeah. Um, seven weeks? I don't know. Is no, that <laughs> sorry, five weeks. We have an episode that comes out every seven weeks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. No, because we got the other one I still have to edit next week. Yeah. And then this one is in three weeks. I think. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Whatever. You're not listening to half-cut mathematicians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about the United Nations? Before you even mentioned anything about the United Nations having conspiracies, I did not know that they had conspiracy theories. Mm. So this was a very interesting learning experience for me. At this point, though, I don't know why I'm surprised that there's conspiracies on the most normal types of things. I don't know. Like, it is it is just interesting to me that the United Nations, which is all about trying to 
help the different nations and countries and people who have been put in a, a unfortunate position has some crazies that are turning it out like trying to make it an evil corporation or some put some sort of weird conspiracy spin to it yeah it's all about that that global government the the, yeah. the global religion and the global uh, economy and I think like a lot of the stuff that you talked about we we were both kind of on board with a lot of it and I, I don't know if that's because we've already just bought into that stuff yeah. or we have drunk the kool-aid or i don't know if it's, it's i don't think it's necessarily that i think it's like we're both just your average everyday person and i think seeing that there could be some sort of government that may actually be able to help us live better lives right like i what's I, madness do you speak of i like for me i look at this as a almost in a capitalistic mentality of I could benefit from some of these <laughs> things, right? So I don't know. That's where maybe I've been brainwashed to thinking that this stuff is good for me and it's not. But I think that a lot of the stuff that you talked about doesn't negatively impact my life. It'll make things a lot easier for me. So sure, I'd consider it. And I don't think it's a bad, like, I mean, if it's conspiracy that I guess that sucks because it won't be real, but <laughs> <laughs> like if it was real, then I don't see that being as such a bad thing. And I think the, the question that a lot of people have to keep in mind is it's not just about what makes your life better or worse, but what makes everybody else's life better or worse. And, you know, I don't want to come off as some kind of saint here, but if if I'm in a position where I can take a slight loss in the overall quality of my life in a way that allows an improvement in the quality of life of multiple people around me, I will take that. If, if the UN needs to take a little bit away from me to make other people's lives better, I'm okay with, with helping balance that all out. Like I'm not a kind of guy, like I'm okay with a UBI where I, you know, have the, the, the bare basics income, in order to pursue, because I don't know if you know this, I'm a fucking shitty indie filmmaker that like makes you know stupid films with the guy across the table from me. Sometimes <laughs> I'm gonna say, yeah. What do you mean, shitty indie filmmaker? We've won some awards. For we that, have won right? some awards. That's true. And one of our films uh, went to Croatia. So let's yeah. not forget that. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, yeah, I don't know what to say. I, I think just kind of going off of what you said of like if they you know took a little from you to make the society better like that's i feel like taxes taxes do that yeah yeah and, and they should people yeah i i feel like people who you know fight against the use of taxes to better society don't fully understand how that also helps them mm -hmm. and it does sometimes feel like you know as a person i'm not i'm not poor i'm not well off um, I'm not, I'm not in a socioeconomic bracket where I'm losing a lot of my money to taxes. And so it's easy for me to say, yeah, tax the rich. But I, I do think that like, were I legitimately rich enough to be affected by those tax brackets, I would still be okay with you taxing me. 
Like take that money from me and giving it to the people who need it. There are a lot of rich people right now who are saying tax us. Like a lot of celebrities in the yeah. States yeah, are saying true. tax true. us. Like take our money. They have enough. When you are Jeff Bezos and you have oh, trillions of, fucking... well, he's. I think he's going to be the first trillionaire. He's yeah. not yet. Yeah. But when you have a trillion dollars, you what the you can't spend that in one lifetime. Nope. Even if you tried, and I'm not saying he's one of the ones that's saying tax me, but like he's not. No, he's not. He's dodging but taxes when wherever you, he can. When you make that type of money, what the fuck are you hoarding it for? What are you gonna do with it? You to can't be a giant douchebag. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I, I don't know. I'm officially calling Jeff Bezos a giant douchebag. Well, there goes our Amazon sponsorship. I mean, I do have an Amazon Prime <laughs> membership, so I mean, I am I am supporting his douchebaggery. I'm getting free delivery Until of my the next Amazon of my of my, my my new uh, my new gaming keyboard that shows up on Monday has been Ooh, nice delivered free on Amazon Prime. I did order this mic thing from Amazon see, as well. See, the, you, Damn it, you can't both. fucking escape it. It's not, just, you know what? He's still a shitty person even though I it's utilize It's not the it. UN Agenda 21 that's going to kill us. It's going to be the the Amazon Agenda 22. Yes. Heard it here first. Uh. <laughs> that's going to be our new saying. Uh, all right. I think we covered quite a bit yeah. on uh, the, the UN Agenda 21. There are... A, you know, a bunch of other stuff for the UN conspiracies. We uh, might touch we on may, again in the future, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think there will be another episode at some point down the road. Um, but that that was uh, that was interesting going through uh, the Agenda Twenty One and all the stuff that it covers. And like I said before, I think not all of it sounded bad. No, uh, no. So the vast majority of it sounded pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'd I'm a believer. It. Yeah, if I can. Come microchip me, Bill Gates. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I guess we should mention we have a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash blah, 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 media. B-L-A-H, 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 media. You, if you like what we do here, you can support us financially anywhere from 2 bucks a month to $500 a month if you are Jeff Bezos. Who, who wants to pay us to stop bad-mouthing him, you're welcome to do that, and I promise I will stop bad-mouthing you. <laughs> do you have any wisdom from your grandpappy <laughs> to share with us? You know what my dad always says? Hold on. Um, I gotta <laughs> that, that's a good start. There's one, I can't remember the Italian translation, but it's basically like, you I, still got a lot of bread to eat. <laughs> that sounds like a very Italian thing to say. Yeah. Um, this also terrifies me as a diabetic. <laughs> No, no, make it stop. Yeah, I don't want to eat anymore. All right, well, that's been uh, Todd Sullivan. And that's been Carlos This has been Half Cut Conspiracies. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.